and welcome to the fourth episode of the Car Week podcast. I'm Connor. I'm Jared. I'm Jack. And in this episode, we're doing some car news, uh, talking about some new cars coming out and having a car debate. So, Jared, if you want to kick us off with some car news. Uh, yeah, so um, I uh, found an article that, that the title bit said, um, our speed limiter is the best way to reduce road deaths. And I thought, you know what, that's quite interesting to find out and see how divisive it is between people. And um, the EU said that um, by that they would like that in 2020 that they want to make speed limiters compulsory on new cars made from that year onward. And um, yeah, he said that like the um, the, the 2020, 2022. Sorry. Oh, 2022. That's still very soon. But they yeah. said what speed they're going to limit everyone at. Yeah. Um, basically, for, for it's like the limit. The way it's going to do it is like um yeah the way the way it's going to um do it is um all cars will be built with a sign recognition camera in the front of it which yeah. will scan the road turn ahead which I think well a driver can see a road sign they can slow themselves down but who cares they oh, they obviously so the think it was a dillard to see the speed limit sign to know what yeah and then that will go up to a, a GPS up to satellite for the GPS yeah. and then it will shoot it back down to oh, the car so it's like a black box but it's actually limit yeah and then it will just go right that's the speed limit I'm going to slow the car down now without you taking control of your speed yeah but you can override it by accelerator so everyone's mm. literally going to be going into like say they're going from like a 40 to a 30 everyone's going to slam the brakes on well the way the it was the, the way it said the system's going to do it is like i think it's meant to do it like by engine braking so it gradually <sighs> slows down as someone who's driven with a black box for nearly a year that's i can see a million reasons why that won't work <laughs> yeah rubbish and like yeah, like there was, there was like a a thing coming up which made me sort of go. Right, okay, something's uh, you're clearly not speaking to a lot of people here, from um like some man at Thatcham, saying um most most people want to speak stick to the speed limit but need help understanding what the speed limit is for any particular road. These systems will help them do that. <laughs> but so you're just going down a road you've never been down before. And you think it's like, say, say you're a country landscape, so you think it's national speed limit 60, turns out it's actually 40, you just go in and then you, sl- you get the brake slammed yeah, straight yeah, on. Yeah. It's like, it's 40, by the way. There's so many roads that go straight from national to yeah. 30. Like, well, literally, it'll be round a corner and it's suddenly I can think of yes, loads of just where we live, there it goes, national speed limit drops straight down to, like, 30. Yeah. And it's, bet- like, between where um I live, you go from a 40 straight into a 30 going off the dual carriageway. And that confuses black boxes. Yeah. Let alone this system. So but like, the, what I was thinking was, you know, in England here, we use miles per hour. So what if in an English car we had this system on our cars and we went into, say, a European country, uh, country where they use kilometres per hour. Obviously, the kilometres per hour is going to be higher than miles per hour. Yeah. So say you're going down a road and it reads on there 60 kph. Yeah. Is your, is your British car going to go... Oh, he can do sixty in this 60 road. Miles an hour so where everyone's limited to thirty, you could just beans it past everyone yeah. at sixty. Is that is yeah. that how that's gonna work? <laughs> As you say, it uses cameras to see the speed limit sign. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. If it will see the sixty on it and be like, oh, the sixty miles per hour. In the UK, though, most of the signs yeah, are hidden 50, by bushes. Fifty percent of signs are <laughs> hidden. <laughs> Or they've got a spray paint on them at the yeah. end. I can barely or see them, let alone a camera. <laughs> it's not going to work, is it? It's like, um, yeah, like, 
like we've moved on adding on to the camera like just in case you happen to creep above your limiter it's going to have an el an electronic chime to warn you so it's going to have a speed chime I so don't know. everyone's going to have an a86 i don't know why <laughs> when but, um at the end of the day are they actually going to get it to work because like i say most uh, well, it has to run off a database that knows every single speed limit in the world. Yeah, but if it's done off a camera system, most like signs, like we said, are covered. You cannot mm. see them for some reason. Yeah, it's, and it's like um, and sometimes you need to accelerate to get out of danger. Like exactly. it's, it's a general. Oh yeah, thing. what what is going to happen if someone like say you're going past a T junction or something, you're at thirty and your speed limit's keeping you at thirty, and then someone pulls out on you and you're like nearly like halfway by and you want to yeah, accelerate you need to get to past. accelerate to save yourself. I was gonna say, mm. it, it, there's too many uh, concerts. I don't yeah, see exactly. it actually yeah. work. So much will happen In because of situational things like accidents, yeah. and the computer can't predict that. I know, like Tesla and that, it's they have they can see like an accident that's like two cars ahead or something. But realistically, in a real world scenario, I doubt it. Can a computer is gonna look at all the data it's got in front of it. Yeah. But it will not be able to adjust for some real life... For human error. Hu yeah, for human error. Yeah. It's going it's to think the most logical mm. situation happening. You're going to think, oh, that person's going to move into that lane and break. Or that person's going to move into that lane or speed up or something or just swerve out yeah. the way completely. That, that's why like the the percentages that they're claiming for this is just sort of makes me go, it's not really going to do that, is it, though? Like you're saying that they claim after widespread adoption, it can... It, it can potentially cut collisions by thirty percent and road and deaths on the road by twenty percent. No, but not. you're going to be sucking more traffic because everyone's going to be at the same speed limit and can't go any quicker than each other. <laughs> you're going to be sat on the motorway trying to go past each other and you're just going to be looking at each other at the same speed. Yeah, it's, no, it's stupid. Is, what they're not taking into account: people crashing is not necessary because of the speed. People no. will crash because someone will pull out on someone, mm. or they will swerve into their lane, or. It's not speed is yeah, the main a, issue. It's human. Thing, it's human error of not checking their mirrors or looking where they're going. Yes, and it's, it's ridiculous. It's like there's some other safety features that the EU want to make compulsory at some point, which is emergency automatic braking. So, the whiplash, whiplash device, oh, um, lane keeping assistance, and a system that prevents drivers from getting drowsy or distracted. <laughs> to just wake you up. What is that? It's just going to... A spray ball comes out up. of the uh, dash. It's like, there you go. You're awake now. It's like... Yeah, it's like... A lot of people are quite sort of... Up and on. Are like... Do object to having this system implemented because it's mm. sort of... You lose control of your car. Yeah, pretty you're much. Gonna be, you're literally going to go into another section of road. You're, it's going to sense you're in there. And then slam your brakes on or something. And you've got, mm. you're, you're not in control. The funny thing is, though, this shows how how many people like this system. Most cars up to uh, most new cars up till now have the system built in, but you have to go through the effort of setting it up. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give it to you, but you have to set it up if you want it. We're not gonna actually put it up for yeah. you. Yeah, it's sort of like you can have it if you want. To do I'd, so. like, I'd like to know the statistics of how many people actually have this system but have actually, are using it because I bet it's a very minuscule amount yeah because I bet it's like just some old grandmas think oh this is a good safety feature for my car one thing I do want to say we're all responsible car enthusiasts yeah so if they want to let's just say they want to do something to combat speeding problems and obviously we've all decided that we don't think that's the best solution what is the best solution what do you reckon? Because I was just I thinking, would say just the way it is. 
I was thinking, the, what I find is most people don't speed for the sake of going over the speed limit. Mm. Most people just drive at a comfortable speed for the road. So yeah. maybe it's just the speed limits need to be reevaluated. People drive yeah. at a speed comfortable for them. Like there's a few roads in a, in where we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, say there are 30. And yeah. you could easily do 40 down and more 50. Yeah. But there are 30 for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. No one on the road is straight. You can see it. There's a lot of houses directly onto the road. No street lamps, but it's 30 and it's like... Really, I, I can this be doing could 50. be higher, and everyone yeah. does go higher. So yeah, maybe they literally just need to reevaluate the speed limits to find yeah. the speed that everyone's it's comfortable. Like, it's with. like with um, like everyone, everyone that like if they're not unfortunately limited by a black box, me, when they're going down a dual carriageway, yeah, the max on there is, if I'm yeah, seventy if I'm correct. Most people do, se- do seventy-five. To eighty down there because that's like the more comfortable speed. To eighty go, is a comfortable speed because someone is right up the back of you, trying to speed up when you've like, well, if it's seventy now, I can't go quicker. <laughs> then I think the worst BMW drivers do that. <laughs> the no, worst they do that motorways at motorways speed. Because oh yeah, and motorways. If I'm in my black box driving along at seventy, I've just everyone's overtaken, trying to swerve around me literally. You become Everyone a hazard to the road. at like 80, 85. And when I'm driving mm. other cars on the motorway, you just sit at 80, 85. Thing is, that's everyone, where the traffic is. If everyone driving. sits at a natural common speed of 80 and other people slow down just because they don't want to be caught for whatever reason, they're more likely to not crash because everyone's doing the same speed. Everyone's aware of where everyone is because mm. you're, you're sat at a higher speed. So you're a little bit more aware because you mm. are at that yeah. higher speed. And you're driving at the situation. And, and you're all driving roughly the same speed at the time as well. So no one's. So I say no one's gonna be like say you're sat seventy. No one's gonna come past you at eighty and be a little bit unexpected by it because they're going faster. I think what we're getting at also is the fact that say if the speed limit is seventy and someone's beansing it down at like a hundred, they're clearly speeding for the sake of speeding. Mm. But if the whole motorway is travelling at eighty, eighty-five, that's when I think the speed limit needs to be reevaluated. Because mm. those people aren't driving for the fact of speeding; those people are just driving at a comfortable speed. That everyone I don't else think is speed limits at. need to be evaluated. Hear me out when I say this. I think yeah. they need to be got rid of. Because in so many other cases, in like different things, loads of things have been like, take weed for an example. It's been loads of people have said uh, it's been, it was illegal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They made some places have made it legal. Obviously, you got the, some people who obviously smoke it now. You smoked it before, mm. but people are like, oh, it's not illegal now. It's just another thing I can do if I want to do it. Yeah, so the options there. The, the options freedom. there. So if you got rid of speed limits, people will sit at a comfortable speed for them, and it'd be like, oh, if I, I don't really want to sit. I don't have to go mm. fifty down here. It's like yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 a, men- it's a mentality moment. Yeah, so that's the maximum that's, you're going at. So because yeah. yeah, that's like um. The whole logic of national speed limits here is you can do the national speed limit if you feel comfortable on if the bit can, of road yeah. you're on. But some roads that are national, you don't. You just don't go national. That's just. It's just. Yeah, the, it's yeah. the country you just lanes. Sort of, when you just sort of look at the road and go, no point going quicker than I'm going now because I'm going to end up in a bush. Exactly. Like people, some people I'll say I won't say all people have their own logic to think. I can sit at this speed comfortably, and I will sit at this speed and not crash, and I'll be fine. Whereas other people, yeah, maybe they want to be a bit slower. So they go mm-hmm. to the end lanes, but... Mm. Maybe then, is maybe all national speed limits should have... Well, when a national speed limit sign comes up, there's no limit 
it's just whatever's comfortable. Nice. And then keep like 30s and stuff because the majority of time, yeah. a well, 30 mile an hour is there for a re- not all it's, the time. It's, 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 a res- it's in a residential area yeah, where there's kids around. Yeah, but well, it's yeah, a 20 populated. mile school, isn't it? Yeah. Where it, where basically, what we're saying is where there has to be a speed limit, put one. Where it's sort of, it's like, does this like really national? need to be like a 30 or a 40 past field? No. People are more likely to obey the speed limits in like school and residential areas. You think, oh, it's only a 30 in this section, but when I go on the motorway or something, then I can I do can whatever go, I want. I can make that time back. Yeah, yeah, you can make up whatever speed you want and you can drive to how comfortable you want. And then you think, oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll only obey it here just because it's the only bit of speed limit I yeah. have. Because so. like, yeah, like, you have to think like, like ages ago, like the, an example in this country, it's like when the first motorway was made, that was made with no speed limit, and apparently everything turned out relatively okay. There, all you got to do is look at the autobahn in yeah. Germany. There's, funny enough, very very rare occasions of people crashing because everyone's doing relatively the same is speed. It, is it? Uh, do they have a cap? Did they have a cap to it, or is it literally you can drive as fast? You as can you drive want. as fast as you want. But I think but, you can get most... arrested if it's reckless driving. Like if you're swerving it in and out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. But if you're sitting in a lane, like, you're not. Lane, yeah, yeah. you can't speed. You're fine. But most cars in Germany are limited to 150. Yeah, that's another thing. Obviously, like you said, when motorways were first invented, there didn't need to be a speed limit because cars didn't reach it. Whereas nowadays. A lot of cars, they can they can go like maybe instead of having a complete speed limiter, maybe cars just need to be limited to like a hundred and fifty-five. Yeah, maybe they need to do. What who's to... realistically gonna be needing to go one hundred and fifty-five? Mm. No, you don't need to. But there are if you're more... limited to one hundred and fifty-five, everyone's gonna be like, oh, it's fine. I can I, if for whatever reason, if I wanted to, I can do one hundred and fifty-five. Yeah, but the majority mm. of people who own a car that can do one hundred and fifty-five don't do going to be doing one hundred and fifty-five. No, but you, you look like. You look at pretty much everyone that drives a car, like, they know that their car can do easily over 100. But not many people hit it. 100. Yeah. It's sort of like, I can, like, it's capable of it, yes, but it's not appropriate here. It's the so. very rare times when you're actually in a rush to be somewhere that you'll go a when the little road is bit clear. of, yeah, a little bit of reckless driving to be like, okay, I need to be at this place. Say you've got a doctor's yeah. appointment or something or a dentist and you can't be late otherwise you're fine, aren't you? But you're still like... responsible about it. You're not going extreme <laughs> speed limits. You're just no, no, being... you, drive to, you drive to the situation of the road. Yeah, mm. but maybe just a bit faster than usual. Yeah, it's, it's just the last time I have to measure of it. It's like the one thing that, to me, sort of makes me just sort of go... There is a... like Obviously, I can understand the idea of it, but why kind of thing is like... They're trying to put it across as like everyone that speeds does it deliberately. And it's like no, like sometimes you do gradually go like five or so mile an hour over the limit. Cause, oh, I, I sit in my car because that's where you just sort of sit and you look like oh, I didn't know I'm going that quick. I may slow down a bit. I, I sit in my car and the amount of times I've joined like a dual carriageway thing, I, I I sit at seventy. And then sometimes you just sit there for a bit while you're on there and you you just look down to double check what you're doing. You think. Oh, I've been sat at eighty. I wonder how long I've been sat at eighty. But I don't. Mm. You don't feel like you're out of control. Yeah. You you feel in you control. Feel allegedly, oh. allegedly, you've done that. You haven't actually done that. No, so I, I drive to the speed limit everywhere I go. I'm a very good driver. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I think if we wrap up there for that, it's yeah. Um, I think we should li- get a job at the government. Yeah. <laughs> speed, speed limits ministers. in residential and school areas. Makes Everything sense. else, fair game. It needs yep. to be just drive at what's responsible. And like the autobahn, if you're caught driving recklessly and take and abusing that system, take your license away. Yeah. Straight away. Hmm. They're giving you the chance. They've for given it, you the freedom. So don't abuse it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Onto a bit of lighter news from uh, speed limiters on cars. <laughs> Aston Martin. Oh no, they build DB9s. They're great, beautiful looking sports cars. Mm. Mm-hmm. To go with your beautiful looking Aston Martin. Oh yes. They're going to. They offer a service now, and the way they've marketed it, they will build you a Tony Stark S garage. Oh, I love that. It's uh, when, oh. I look, when I looked at it when they marketed, it, I was like, yeah, that's one way to market something. Mm. So basically, what they're doing is, you doesn't even have to be an Aston Martin. If there's, it'll be a, any car you've got. Mm-hmm. So say you had. I don't know, a Mustang or something, you want to build a your garage around that. Your pride and joy of a car. They they get well-renowned architects and contractors to come in and they will build your very own personal Tony Stark garage. So say you had a old Mustang or an old uh, Ford Escort or something and you wanted that to be the centrepiece of your car, because it's a bit more of a retro car, they will design a retro garage for you. Mm. Whereas if you had something like a Vulcan or a Chiron... They'll make something more modern, a bit more flashy. Mm-hmm. I just thought I was amazing. You know what I instantly think of? Aston Martin interiors are beautiful. Aren't oh, yeah. They? Mm. yeah, yeah. Imagine your garage is like an Aston Martin <laughs> interior. Like, <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. Oh, mate. I, I look, when I read it, I thought, that's going to be amazing. They haven't actually given a price for anything because it'll obviously be quoted oh, yeah, to how, how you want it. Mm. But I, when I read it, I thought, yeah, that's one way to do mm. things. I think it's a very good idea as well. Did you know what? The, the, and also, this is the name for it. They've launched it under Automotive Galleries and Layers. Galleries. Not, <laughs> not, a garage, not garage, a gallery. gallery. And I thought, yes, that yeah, is. Not, I think business wise, that's a really good idea as well. I think it's amazing. Because mm. they're not going to be doing all the work. And you can do it as an add on to when you buy a car, can't you? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. another service to be like, do you want the service plan? Do you also want a garage built for you? Gallery. Ga- sorry, <laughs> gallery. But come on, they didn't even have to do anything. They literally. They're, they're, get paid for doing it then they'll just pay the contractors and the uh, artists to do all the work for them it's mm. just oh yeah I've got Aston Martin to do it for me and Aston Martin just have to do all the logistics of everything do you reckon they can build it so that it's like you can keep adding on to it the more cars you buy because I, I wouldn't want a solid garage that can hold two cars if I had two cars because oh, no, I, I know I'm going to be buying more bet, <laughs> you almost need you like could. little pods that you can just keep if you can on. afford a garage like this and a car to go in it, I'm pretty sure you can afford a lot often. more after mm. that. So yeah. I think that's I think that's great. When I ran a red airport, yes. Mm. Yes. If only I had the money for it, yes. <laughs> and an Aston to put in it. And an Aston to put in it, yeah. Well. So when you guys do your first garage, Aston Martin, please, you know, let us invite us around. Room to come tour. And have, a little, have a little look, <laughs> give a little room review. Tour. <laughs> Sorry, not garage. Gallery. gallery. <laughs> I'm gonna call my garage the gallery. Oh mate, just imagine. <laughs> gallery of parts. So, someone, someone drives <laughs> up to workbench. someone drives up to your house. It's like, oh, can I park in the garage? Sorry, what? You mean, oh, you gallery. mean you mean the gallery? You want to park in the gallery? Maybe okay. My gallery of rusty tools. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> a broken workbench with one drawer that doesn't come out properly. <laughs> it's a gallery, you know. It's, it's a, a work of art. <laughs> oh. Right. Time for some new cars, and it's Monterey. Oh, is it Monterey Car Week or is it somewhere else? Car. It's a car week somewhere in America, so a lot has been released. And this is the Aston Martin Valhalla. 
What? Yeah, I know. But it's you could see it's based on you know the Valkyrie. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So it's got some Valkyrie roots in it. Oh yeah, it's Monterey Coffee, but it's limited to five hundred examples, costing around one million, with uh, the old technology from Aston Martin Red Bull Racing <laughs> Formula One team put into it. I mean, that's always a win. Does it mean you have to be Verstappen to drive it quickly? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can't be Gasly. <laughs> <laughs> You've been promoted to Toro Rosso. You've been promoted. <laughs> oh, that's a bit of a, a, a go for him. Apart from that, carbon everything. But I mean, that's... look at that Ooh. front splitter on it. Does that not remind you of a front wing off an F1 car? For video listeners, we'll put it in the video, but for audio listeners, the splitter comes down and it just goes off like the front yeah. wing of an F1 car. Yeah. It looks amazing. To me, it looks like a... um, It's like they've tried to make a road example of um, LMP prototypes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like Although it. prototypes won't be around for much longer. <laughs> but yeah, we don't really know much about it at the minute, but there's some good pictures if you're watching on YouTube. That is a you're listening. carbon fibre. I mean, I just Nothing don't know. that much carbon fibre, Jared. <laughs> yeah, hello. I'm sort of like, damn, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lovely car, though. Mm. Next is the Pino Farina Batista. What? Did they just look in the dictionary? <laughs> right, we needed to name our car. Uh, what names have we got? Uh, that one. That's a Batista, long word. We'll do we'll that. One thousand. Was someone just watching WWE? <laughs> yeah. uh, Batista. Let's call our car that. <laughs> Sorry, we'll carry on. What was it? Yeah, 1,900 horsepower, all electric. Only going to be 150 of them. $2.6 million. Oh. Yeah. Um, only the small, small price. Of course, <laughs> only for the best. Not 60 in less than two seconds, which is ridiculous. Hello, hyperspeed. And then a 120 yeah. watt kilowatt battery and each wheel has its own motor, as you'd expect. So it, this thing is going to fucking launch. It's going to launch off the line. I mean, you're going to be sat there and that thing's already going to be at the finish line. The Batista's going to be on its way. <laughs> I mean, with, if you're Dave Batista yourself, do you at least buy it because it's in your name? Oh, he doesn't buy it. They've got to give him one. Oh, surely. they've named it off. Do you reckon they have to get copyright for that? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But, and the top speed of 217. But I do like them rear lights in that, though. I yeah, that's what, what I was going to mention. Like... The way that the re- the rear lights have sort of been integrated into being it's like, like the Vulcan, a wing. It? It's part of the aero package, isn't yeah. it? Really, it's like they, it's like they designed it like right. We've got a race car. We didn't want a race car. We wanted to go on a ride. Um, lights here then. <laughs> yeah, put the, put the lights on the wings. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell what he's done there. Is he's built the aero package up to it, and he's like, and then when he come up to it and said it needs to be a road car, I can add more aero into it now. Can I just add a little bit more? The interior as well is it's a madness. I don't like how the seats are different. Colors. Yeah, so much stitching, screens. It's all the oh, loads the and loads of bells and whistles. The racing steering wheel like set up on all these like cars. It's just, I love it. Just something about it. I it just love looks it. straight out of a video game, doesn't it? It does. Mm. Come on, you can't tell me when you go back to that um, interior. It doesn't look like someone set up at home for like when they just play Forza or something. Yeah, <laughs> some racing, like wheel. Sim racing wheel with two monitors and everything. But no, I like the look of it. It looks good. And next, we have the Bugatti Sento Daichi, I think it's called. Italian what, words what are you saying, Jared? The scent. The scent. The Bugatti scent. That's sick Bugatti It, car, it means bro. 110 in Italian. There's I only going to be... Italian words. <laughs> there's only going to be 10 of these at 9 million. 
And it's Bugatti's most powerful car with 1,600 horsepower. Jeez. Not electric because Bugatti are Hybrid nice. Hybrid at least? Or uh, probably not. I'm not sure. It's I Bugatti. No, that's true though. W12, you know, as they normally do. Yeah. Because it's Bugatti's 110th anniversary and obviously the EB110, as you can see by the little scoops on the side. They resemble yeah. it. Not 60 in 2.4 seconds. Uh, eight liter. Oh no, eight liter W sixteen engine. Sorry, not W twelve. Nice. And uh, hundred and eighty six, like zero to one hundred and eighty six miles an hour in thirteen point one seconds. That's the speed some cars do not to sixty. It's ridiculous. Jesus. To one hundred and eighty six in thirteen seconds. Thirteen. I don't say like. It's very impressive, but I have got a question with the styling. Why do they keep having to have a tunnel in the front of it? <laughs> just a little one. <laughs> well, ever, ever since the Veyron's come out, it's like, yep, let's just put a tunnel right in the front of it. Yeah, almost like a horseshoe, isn't it? Mm. Top speed of 236. But I saw a comment on Instagram, and it might be the most factual comment I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> in Instagram? <Wow>. And th- <laughs> it said that this new Bugatti is basically an Asian Chiron. <laughs> oh, I see it now. And it is, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, it see really it is. <laughs> oh god no it's like we just went, we've got the cheer on but at the same time oh the eb110 holes could you just imagine could you just imagine they, they unveil the car and then there's one guy like that look at this it looks amazing it looks like an asian cheer on <laughs> mate <laughs> and everyone's just ruined i do have to, I do have to say the one thing that for me that um I always um so it as a thing for Bugatti is the way they set their exhaust up. Mm-hmm. Why is it so tang? <laughs> like why can't well, you I mean, just? It's a bit spicy. Gary's gonna go into the Bugatti office and be like, "Guys, come on, you're looking really good here. Exhaust. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. I want a fat exhaust. I want to be got flames coming out of it. And no, everything. you know the way that they set it up in the past, with, like they would have quad exhaust, but it's all in one circle coming out of like, the boot or something. Yeah. I mean, I won't have that at the moment with Senna, with McLaren Senna's and everything. Yeah. Go back to the last podcast, you'll learn a bit about that, but, you know. Do you not think it's a bit like, you know GTA, when they make hypercars, they just kind of mix some stuff together, yeah. add it, some crazy it does, it does look good. It does, it? doesn't it? looks straight out of GTA. I guarantee they went to the owners of GTA and be like, um, make us we, a car and then we'll make it in real life. Can we nick that design right there, please, mate? <laughs> yeah, oh, sweet cheers. Where did you get the inspiration from that from? Well... We had a cheer on, and we just thought we'd Asian it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and put a little bit of uh, an essence of EB110 yeah. on the side. Because then, you know, that's why we can only sell 10 of them. At <laughs> 9 million each. Uh, only, only a bit of profit. I'd just love to know the resale value of them, like, after they oh, sell. ridiculous. 200 grand. I want to know. 200 grand? <laughs> 200 grand. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's more than a bloody I8, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but would you want that in or an I8? <laughs> I mean, everything's going electric. No, no, keep burning. Who's getting <laughs> hold of these though? There's only ten of them, and as much as I appreciate people who Arab cars, shakes. I really, I really want this to go to some people who like don't just leave the car in the garage. There's only ten of them. Well, they're all going to go to Saudi Arabia and Dubai, really, because they're the only people who've got the money to splash it like that. Yeah. So, and the odd occasion in like uh, where they've come over and only to drive around the rich parts of London. Yeah. Still loop around Harrods. <laughs> Going around, uh, was it Knightsbridge and everything? So, Connor, out of the three of these new cars, which one would you have? I'm gonna. Just because. Um, 
I don't know. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? I, I went to go, oh, just because of this, and I was like, level. I don't know anymore. And do you know what? I think I might go for the Puma 3. Because I think the interior is crazy. The exterior is crazy. I think it looks really nice. It, and also, um, the performance. I know it's electric, but that just means it's going to be crazy. And I think I made my decision now. Yeah? Because just because it's old school fossil fuel, I'm going to have to go with the Bugatti. Yeah, with the W16. W16 engine. I, I'd personally go for the... um. The Aston Martin. Oh, 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 split. I think we're just going to have to test drive them at the end of the day. Really? Like, <laughs> go on a little rally. One of us in each of them. Because I, I, it's just sort of the look of it. I like the, I like the fact that it looks like just a little LMP1 prototype. Just sort of like, but road legal. <laughs> yeah. Road legal prototype of an LMP1 car. Yeah. I do see it. One in life. Nah, that looks nice. I think maybe we do need to do a rally then. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had the cars. It's sort of lacking a bit there. And but also me needing a license. But ah, that's just oh technicalities. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they'll lend a new Aston Martin to you with no years driving experience. You didn't experience. have to say that, for God's sake. We were nearly in the door. Me and Connor will was happily we? drive the... Was uh, we? <laughs> Connor, you up for driving it, though? Yeah, I'm very happy. I'll get myself in the frunk. So, right. <laughs> Jared <laughs> <laughs> with his head poking out the front. <laughs> Don't have a license yet, but it's on its way. Jared sitting in the front pretending to be the engine as well. <laughs> Maybe they'll all reach out and be like, we do a road trip, but you what three have to is... sit in the fronts for the whole road trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm down still, I'll do it. Just to be in it, for God's I'll sake. I'll happily lay in a Bugatti front for a whole road trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh god right Carter Bay Carter Bay Jack, Jack what are we doing what are we doing V8 Coupes from 2008 right I got Mercedes C-Class AMG jealous yet I'm gonna say no I can't, what <laughs> look at that thing look I'm at it lie. I'm I, I love the new C C sixty threes. Don't get me wrong, but that version, I just don't. I don't really like the front. I'm not gonna lie. I'll, I'll give you in that picture. It looks bad, but go go to that one. The black rims, all blacked out. What are the little fog lights on the front bumper? Hater. <laughs> I love C sixty threes, and I like the side, the back. It's just that front bumper that. Right. And the interior. I mean, it's it's an old car, so fair enough. It's a bit dated, but. It just looks so basic. And you're not going to tell me that the BMW and the Audi aren't going to be basic like the every radio, other BMW and Audi. The radio looks like it came out of Renault Scenic. <laughs> you should love that. You're a Renault fanboy. What are you on about? <laughs> Only good Renaults. <laughs> right, so it's got 450 brake horsepower. That's 50 less than the newer one now. Uh, German car, 155 miles per hour. 4 litre V8. Uh, it's got seven-speed automatic transmission, 0 to 16, 4.4 seconds. If you was going to buy one of these when they first came out, it is just shy of 60 grand. And if you want to buy one now, uh, it's 13 and a half, basically. And it's got basically LED headlamps, heads-up display, uh, reverse camera, aircon, full lever interior, uh, electronic stability control, cornering systems, and adaptive dampening systems. So yeah, it's got just a couple bells and whistles. Got a few toys on her for an old uh, 2008 Mercedes. So yeah, and it's got the window buttons from a VW Polo. 
They are on there. I wasn't going to mention him. <laughs> yeah, they no, do. Nothing wrong with sharing cars. Sharing is Not caring nowadays. What is it? The MX-5 has the door handles from a DB9. Well, <laughs> all the other way around. The DB9 has it from the MX-5. <laughs> Either one. Right, Jared, what have you got? A good-looking car. Uh, I've got uh, the Audi A4 RS4 from between 2005 to 2008, so within 2010. Um, it didn't really find much for it. It's a sort of it's like it, it's got a 4.2 litre V8 and it's obviously a Quattro. So what else do you expect from an Audi? Always going to be, yeah. Um, brand new. You're looking between fifty to sixty thousand. Second now you're looking between seven and thirteen thousand at best. Lower the odd depreciation going on. There. <laughs> mm. uh, four hundred and fourteen horsepower, six speed manual, not sixteen four point seven seconds, limited to hundred and fifty five like most German cars. Mm. Um was your not to sixty? Four point seven. What's your four point four? Yeah, because BMW is 5.1. Is it? Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's yeah. a slug off the line. Mm. Apart from that, that I, could, I, I couldn't find much about yeah. it, really. I mean, it's not even a good-looking car, in my opinion. Oh, I don't know. See, the front looks all right. No. The back doesn't. Does that not remind you of like, the, cl- the uh, Chrysler trying to be a Bentley? No. What? How do you not no, see it? it? It's so boxy. Oh, no. I like <laughs> anti cars. I can't do it. Connor's not a fan. I'm not, honestly. This car is probably. I'm going to have to go in my top 10 ugliest cars. Really? Yeah. Even with little Quattro vents? Even with the Quattro vents? It, it just reminds me too much of the uh, Chrysler Bentley wannabe. <laughs> or Rolls Royce wannabe or whatever it is. I just hate it. Right, now for the best looking car the BMW M3 from 2008. Has a V8 like the rest. 414 brake horsepower. Exactly the same as the Audi. Manual, six speed, or you can have it in automatic. Uh, 0-60 and 5.1, which is poor. Starting new at around 50k. Now you can pick them up for between 10 and 20k, depending on like what you want, which, I mean, they've still held a bit of their value. Hmm. And it has all their M Sport touches, you know, like leather seats, sat-nav, all the bells and whistles. I think it looks beautiful. I'm I'll not going to lie. I do have to admit, out of all three, BMW definitely looks the best. Hmm. I just can't get over that 0 to 60 speed. 5.1 seconds. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. What is going on with that thing, for God's sake? I expected more, but no, I think it I think it looks the best out of three. Oh, yeah, exterior doesn't definitely. doesn't quite perform the best out of three. No, <laughs> but it's got a typical BMW interior as well. I mean, mm-hmm, nothing like, special. No, nothing special about it, but well, definitely best looking. Same typical What'd reliability. What brake horsepower was? 440. So exactly the same as the Audi. Connor's definitely got us on performance. Definitely won that one. Perform- yeah. I think I've won performance easily, but by th- miles. I'm gonna say BMW for looks, then Mercedes on looks, and then Audi. I'm sorry, I just can't get over how the Audi just looks. No. What do you reckon, Jared? Uh, I, I, I'm, to be honest with you, I am gonna have to go against Audi. It, it's not the best looking out of the other two, but I. It's, yeah, mine's going to pretty much be the same order as Connors, the BMW, and then the Mercedes. Because the, the Audi, like, yeah, it performs well, but it does. It's like they 
tried to do something different with the back and then the front and it doesn't really match yeah too it's well. like they got the two different really designers mm. isn't it compared to the front so like they got two different yeah, designs right you design the back and then meet in the middle okay yeah, it's yeah. like the it's like the front looks a bit like they took inspiration from the tt yeah. then at the back is like yeah let's just make something new it's like it just it doesn't mesh right. well does it no <laughs> whereas the bmw it just looks sleek and it all works together so mm. a typical bmw front the mustache grill thing which I really need to get away from. I just from. don't like it. I don't like that part of it. But then when you look at the back of it, it just all flows and it all looks really nice. What if it was just based on front ends? Because I would go BMW, Audi, and then Mercedes. If it was just the Mercedes front end just really doesn't do it for me. That generation just seems so basic. I'll probably have to agree with you. It doesn't yeah. have the best front end out of all, but I do I'd... like the look of the Mercedes still. Yeah, overall, yeah. it I would be the same. BMW, yeah. mm. Mercedes, Audi. Yeah, but I just, it's like, I just, I don't know. But when you look at the rear of the uh, BMW, just look at it. it. Sort of makes up for a mustache front grille. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know if the Audi interior is anything special? Because none of these, I would say, are that. No, stick out that I much. I would I wouldn't say like an Audi interior from that period would be anything special mm. i mean they're all 2008 mm. uh, sports cars at the end of the day they're not gonna it wouldn't be great anything. for nowadays are they no they got they're 11 years old so mm. it wouldn't uh, be anything impressive no. it's but just trying to find exact pictures of of that generation of Audi is so difficult to find and oh, same yeah. with like trying to find the information from like the different years as well because it all sort of varies a bit oh, so it all meshes into one you're like oh crap i'm just like what do what do I go go from? Yeah, what if you had to? The age old question is: if you had to go and buy one tomorrow, what would it be? Probably the BMW. I'm, I'm gonna have to switch up on the Mercedes, like like I did last time. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna have to switch up on the Mercedes and probably have to go for the uh, for the BMW. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's not the best performance starting car, I mean. Well, 5.1 off the lot, like, not 60 speed. I don't quite get how they've messed that bit up so much. Yeah. And it's got the same brake horse as the Audi. But if you yeah. had to live with one... Oh, if you had to live with one, easily it's going to be the BMW, just because it looks the best. Um, so... I'm going to have to agree with you. I think BMW is the one I would go and buy tomorrow. Yeah, but I just can't... Yeah. Yeah. And then def- I think Audi's going to have to be last, because it just, it, it just looks ugly. Like I say, it looks like the boxy cry- uh, Chrysler. Yeah, cry- I, Chrysler? I, can, I can kind of see what you're saying. Yeah, I just, I just can't get over it. So, nah, I just mm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's definitely gonna have to be BMW, Mercedes, just because of the performance. Even though the front end looks a bit iffy, it looks like a block of cheese. Which is <laughs> <laughs> a carved out block of cheese, but carved smoothly, not aggressively. Can't say, can't made that. Now you're only going to ever see it as a block of cheese. <laughs> I'm going to see one going down the road opposite me and be like, oh, a block of cheese. What's a block of cheese? What's a block of cheese, that is. But a- I don't know why, but I feel like these cars are almost like a little bit hidden. Like, I, you don't see many of them around, especially that generation C63. I haven't mm. seen many. Mm. And the RS4. Like, yeah, I've probably only seen on like one or two of these RS4s with, like, this, with the specific, like, 4.2 V8 because most of the time you've got something like looking online they've still they still hold their value they're like uh, majority of them are over like 10k like all three of the cars mm. 
something must be wrong, doing but something right. Wasn't when all these cars were coming out, it was like we sort of going through an economic repression. We were two thousand and eight. So, so most of these weren't going to be sold because no one had the money to buy them at the end yeah, of the day. So mm. no, but I'm a bit sad about that because imagine if that, oh, quite a few of these sold, obviously because they're when they're in production, you could pick up a car looking like that BMW, probably quite cheap. Mm. Especially mm-hmm. for that. I mean, it ain't got great performance, but it just looks lovely. Just imagine if, it, if, if they did make more of them. Like, yeah. what yeah. the price of them would actually be. Yeah, if they mass produced them. Well, they'd be under 10 grand, I reckon. Oh, for sure, yeah. But I would say that these three cars, I would class them as rare now. I would say, I wouldn't say they're like proper rare classics, mm. but I would say that they are rare cars, especially that C63. Just because uh, most of them didn't sell. Yeah, so yeah, you don't really see many I tend to them. agree with you. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah. yeah. So, car debate. I think we've come to the conclusion. BMW one on looks, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then Mercedes, just because Mercedes engineering with yep. the uh, performance of the car. AMG. The, the Audi is just more of... Meh. It's just it's, Audi. It's solid, but it's meh. Yeah, it, it works, but Needs during that generation, spark. it is just sort of nah. bland. It's ugly. It's ugly. Let's <laughs> just put it out there. That's Frank. It's ugly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's another win to you, Jack. Mm-hmm. I'll take I'm still yet to win. Oh, <laughs> all right. If you put if you put decent cars, maybe you'd be all right. <laughs> maybe Jared needs to sort out the next week's car debate, and we'll see if that's his first win. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if we just have a quick recap, uh, car news: Aston Martin doing some fantastic things with garages. EU and uh, UK being stupid with some car uh, speed limiters in cars. We had a yep. little bit of politics, you know, suggesting our solution to the problems. <laughs> We're getting very political. Don't have them. <laughs> Only gets into politics when it goes about cars. That's it. <laughs> yeah, anything else would just laugh at Boris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, new cars, obviously. All split on them as well, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I think the only thing we ever really agreed on too much was uh, car debate. Yeah, being, mm. yeah. being the best looking. All right, so... I think it's a good place to uh, end it now. To wrap it up. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you can uh, DM us anything you want to see on the podcast and we'll be putting up uh, when the podcast actually goes live mm-hmm. uh, any, or any updates about the podcast. And that is Instagram or Twitter at Car Week Podcast on both. Yeah, on both of them. And then if uh, you're listening on audio and you want to see what we look like, uh, go on YouTube. Car Week podcast again. See our ugly face. And you'll see, you'll see the um, video version of the podcast. Which includes all the pictures about what we can see, so what we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, you'll yeah. be able to see all the cars because we'll edit it all in there. And, uh, yeah, um, if you're listening on uh, whatever podcast, iTunes, or, iTunes whatever platform you're on, uh, rate us, comment, nice subscribe rating. to everything. And if you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Really helps us grow and everything. It does, it helps yeah. spread it. All right, thanks for watching. I've been Connor. I'm Jared. I'm Jack. Thank Bye. You. Bye.